This is the Nikuda Behechala series for the Sicha of Bahaloscha, third Sicha, volume 18, titled Three Levels of Second Chances. This week's Torah portion speaks of the second Passover. The second Passover is categorized in one of three ways. One, a holiday of its own. Two, a completion of the original Passover. However, it is not a tikkun correction for the lack of the original Passover. Or three, a tikkun of the original Passover. The legal ramifications of these three different opinions is explained by Rabbi Avraham, the son of Maimonides. He explains, opinion one, if a convert converted or a child became an adult in between the first Passover and the second Passover, being that the second Passover is its own holiday, hence they are obligated to observe the second Passover. Now, opinion number two, if one intentionally does not partake in the first Passover, he is punishable by karet, early death by heaven. However, he can complete, pay up his obligation on the second Passover and have the karet removed. Nevertheless, if he had intentions to bring the sacrifice on the second Passover, but he unintentionally didn't, hence he hasn't removed the karet upon him of not partaking in the first Passover. According to opinion number three, the second Passover is a tikkun opportunity, an entire new opportunity, removing any karet of the first Passover. Hence, if he intentionally did bring the first, intentionally didn't bring the first Passover, and unintentionally didn't bring the second Passover, he is not punishable by karet. For after the second Passover, his not having brought a Passover sacrifice was unintentional. So we have three opinions on what the second Passover is and the legal ramifications of the different opinions. Now, Maimonides in his book of mitzvot, Positive Commandment number 57, lists the second Passover as its own commandment and not as a legal detail of the first Passover. Hence, even though the second Passover is but a direct outcome of only, I quote, one who was prevented from offering the Paschal offering in its proper time is commanded to offer the second Passover one month later on the 14th of year, end quote. So it is only because we couldn't, we were prevented from, from offering the Paschal offering on its first Passover. Nevertheless, we must say that the two Passovers are two different concepts and hence two different commandments. So too, in the differences, we find A. The first Passover is forbidden to have or derive any benefit from chametz, while the second Passover isn't. B. The first Passover is seven days long, while the second Passover is only one day. And C. Unlike all other holidays in which one has seven days to bring the holiday offerings, the original second Passover is the story of men who were not able to partake in the first Passover on the first day, who God commanded that they bring the second sacrifice on a second Passover a month later.
what and why are these are there these differences between the two Passovers? The soul of the first Passover is the service path of the righteous, in which everything is done orderly, and that which is impure, chametz, must be removed and cannot be transformed into a mitzvah. While the soul of the second Passover is, I quote to you from the book of Numbers, there were men who were richly unclean. So they approached Moses. Those men said to him, but why should we be excluded so as not to bring the offering of the Lord in its appointed time with all the children of Israel. After which, quote another verse, the Lord spoke to Moses saying, speak to the children of Israel saying, in the second month, on the 14th day, and God goes on to give them a second Passover. Hence, we are speaking here of the service of teshuva, repentance, return, which is all about transforming the impure into a merit. This is why, even though on the one hand, the second Passover is only because of not observing the first Passover, nevertheless, the second Passover now becomes its own different mitzvah, holiday and service, teshuva, separate a month later from the first Passover. The righteous living within the realm of holy can only use and elevate the mundane into mitzvot, while chametz must be removed from their realm, while the returnee is about subduing, transforming, and elevating even the chametz into a merit and service to God. Hence, the first Passover, it is prohibited to have any pleasure or benefit from chametz, while the second Passover not. Now, so too, righteousness is an orderly process evolving from step to step and hence takes seven days. So the first Passover is seven days. While teshuva is the reaching that illogical, omnipotent and transcendence within ourselves and within God in which the service is one of, I quote to you, the Zohar, volume one, in one moment, end quote. As with the story of Rabbi Eliezer ben Dordaya, who with his teshuva, he reached, quote, there is he who acquires his world to come in one hour, end quote. This is also why, unlike any other holiday, which were all given by God directly, this holiday of the second Passover, the holiday of Teshuva, came about through the impure crying out, Teshuva, to God, quote, but why should we be excluded so as not with all the children of Israel, end quote. With the second Passover being all about Teshuva, we now understand the three opinions concerning its category aligning with the three categories of Teshuva. Category one, Tikkun. Immediately when one commits a regular sin, there is the possibility to do teshuva and correct his sin. Two, completing, paying up. For unique sins as that of, I quote, I will sin and then do teshuva, end quote, upon which our sages rule, quote, he isn't afforded the opportunity to do teshuva, end quote. Nevertheless, later he can pay up for his sin. And then there's category number three, which is its own holiday. 
The teshuva of the righteous are not about past sins, but rather a whole unprecedented new experience in serving God.